Hey everybody, welcome back to Ideally Though. Ideally Though. Your girl is back with a hot new episode. Yes, sir. <laughs> I'm your host, Erica, and with me, as per usual, it is my <laughs> hubby, my bestie, my butter biscuit. What's going on, everybody? What's been going on in your week? Um, It's been a real busy couple of weeks, actually, especially with work, Um, but... Um, I'm excited because I got you know, my, my Christmas shopping done yeah. pretty early, which has been fun. Uh, I got some good stuff, too. I think some stuff you don't like. I can't wait to open it. I'm excited for like holidays. I am actually excited for holidays. Uh, normally, I'm not. Really? Normally, I'm mm. not. Uh, I mean, you kind of get me in the spirit, but like normally, I'm just like, these are just other days. You know, I, I do get to be with my family, but like it's just another day. But this one, I feel real good about for some reason, you know? I love Christmas time, so I mean, I love wrapping presents. You yeah. know, I get my stuff pretty early, so I'm usually done um, right at that week of like uh, Black Friday and stuff like that. Okay. Um, shopping in December is the worst, so I don't want to be missing my packages. Yeah. You kind of got me actually in the habit of doing a lot of that stuff early and shit yeah. like that, and it feels good. I'm not going to lie, it feels good to like look at the. Like underneath the Christmas tree, and it'd be like full of stuff. Every time I'm like, I'm not gonna get, I'm not gonna get y'all all this stuff. Y'all don't need anything. Y'all don't need anything. And then they find ways of something. I'm like, well, they could use yeah. that. Oh my how goodness. Are, well, how are you? I don't want to take too much before we get into things. I'm good. Um, I'm definitely feeling better. Everybody's getting sick now. Yeah. Thank God I'm over it. Thank God you're over it. That was such a long, like almost four week journey. Three week, bro. It was almost four, bro. It was I'm almost four. Because you was over there, like, like coughing. really coughing your head And now off. it's been, like we said last episode, it's kind of been, like, better of not the, the coughing. Because it was the nighttime coughing. Yeah. I couldn't really, even get any sleep. No, you haven't slept in, uh, real good in a long time. So I'm glad you're feeling better. That's a good good thing. Yeah. Yeah. What do you, you want to tell everybody we're going to talk about today? All right. Um, so the topic is kind of heavy, kind of heavy. Getting deep, getting deep. Uh, <laughs> but um, I'm gonna say something we uh, wanted to be a little more vulnerable, I guess, and open with. Uh, the topic is grief. grief and like the grieving process. You know? Yeah. I think um, some people think it's five steps, some is seven. Because I just looked at it, I saw seven. Yeah, and, and I think. <laughs> When we it were younger, to be we five. with five, right? I'd Whatever. settle with six. Yeah, this is easy. <laughs> uh, I would settle upon six only because of how you described the, the stuff to me. Um, yeah. But, yeah, grief and the grieving process and, you know, just our feelings about it, the concept of it, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How we dealt with, like, loved ones passing away. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I'll start. Um, some people know, some people don't know. That my mom died when I was younger, like teenager. Um, actually, it was exactly two months before my birthday, my 16th birthday. So exactly two months. Um, and when and just kind of talking about the grieving process, um, the first thing, you know, when you hear someone has passed is it's the initial shock of being like, whoa. Okay, are you lying to me or you know what is it like? What is this a joke or is Ashton Kutcher? So when my mom died, I was at school. I was in my last class of the day, which was French, 
And crazy when I think back on it, she died really early in the morning, and I didn't know until almost, you know, like 2 o'clock, you know, in the afternoon. That's awful. Yeah, but, you know, I don't know what could have transpired in those hours and me being, like, the last person to know because everybody else ended up, like, my siblings all knew I came in last. Mm. So I was initially out of my siblings told last. I feel like I was probably one of the last people told, honestly. Yeah. I didn't know that. Because by the time I got home, you know, my siblings are there and... You know, of course, you could tell they know. So I could tell, like, I could have been one of the last people to be told. Yeah. And when it came to shock, uh, shock and denial, they run hand in hand in my little scenario. Mm-hmm. They're like uh, besties in my scenario of grief. So you get the shock initially, and then you get denial right away. At least for me. That's what I got. Um Cause I was like, okay, I just talked to her yesterday. So, cause I live with my dad. Um, and then, you know, I see my mom on the weekend sometimes. So, um, it was like, I just talked to her and I'm going to see her, you know, thinking you're going to see her either tomorrow or next week or something like that. And, um, I, my dad told me, and I definitely was like, okay, why are you lying? That's what I felt. But I never see my dad die, or not die, Jesus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I never see my dad cry before. Um, so that's how I knew it was true. Mm-hmm. That man was such a strong, he's so strong, and I've never seen him cry. My mom would used to say, oh, yeah, your dad's a crybaby. And I'm like, where? You're like, <laughs> that's not a thing. That's but that was the first and only time I've ever seen my dad cry. So, you know, when... You know, my mom died. It was shock and then denial. They were like besties in that scenario at that time. Um, And then you get the, um, I guess with me, I didn't catch it right away, but there was anger. Okay. You get the anger. Now, I think with a lot of people, depending on the scenario, when you lose a loved one, are you angry like, fuck cancer or... In my scenario, my mom was murdered. So it was like, are you angry about that person that murdered your mom? And it was a calmness that came over me. I shit you not. There was a calmness that came over me. And I never blamed God. I never said why. I never questioned people. If you know, you get those people who tend to say, oh, everything happens for a reason. So I never questioned people when they said that. It's just whatever your comment is, your comment, whatever. But I never was angry at the people or the person who did it. Um, I was angry more so at my mom. So Interesting. Yeah. So to break that down, I, you would think, and I've gotten this question before, like, aren't you angry? Aren't you mad at the, the person or the people who did that? And I'm mad. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess, you know. I wish that didn't happen, but I knew that if I stayed angry at someone that I, I don't know, I I probably will never be able to hurt, touch, whatever. I'm going to be an angry person for the rest of my life. So I knew young. That's incredibly self-aware. Yeah. I knew young that I was not going to let hate 
or that anger for that person yeah cloud my judgment cloud who i was become coming into as a, a woman i respect that yeah i did not want and, and and i know some people some people were like wow that's like either they're like no i'm i'll i would be pissed at those people and I've gotten people who tell me the scenarios they would do, but you know, until you in that person's shoes and it's a certain mindset, you know, I had thankfully, um, a relationship with God. I don't know how people feel about that, but I had a relationship with God and that was what got me through. And again, I never blame that person, those people for, I didn't, I'm not blaming anybody. I'm not angry at anybody. Mm-hmm. I don't even know say blame, but I'm not angry. And I noticed that if you stay angry, you're not going to be a person anybody wants to be around. You're always carrying something on you, a chip on your shoulder. You're angry with the world. Sooner or later, no one's going to really be want to be around that, no matter if you're grieving or not. People are not going to want to be around that. You're going to be an angry person. So I knew right away I was not going to carry that yeah. with me. Um, but I did find out later on, and this is like only a couple years ago that I was angry with her. Um, because my only emotional support system was gone. Mm. And I feel like with my mom, she was in a certain type of lifestyle that like the butterfly effect, you could put yourself in a certain position and things happen because the way you moved Mm -hmm. and some people don't want to hear that this is me telling my truth what i feel you know some people like no 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 that's she you know it you know if no matter where she would been that could have you know what but i don't believe that sometimes i feel like when you walk through life if you perform certain moves if you perform certain moves if you make you know certain people you do certain things in life i mean you're gonna go down a certain path yeah and and i mean i don't know full story about anything you know i wasn't privy to a lot of stuff but i mean and that's gonna be really hard for people to hear but i mean i i personally was angry because i feel like she played a part in being gone that's what i felt I mean, rightfully so. Yeah. If you, I mean, if you have that understanding of, if you have that true understanding, or you believe in that, you know, what you just said, where, you know, if you are traveling down that road, you know, if you're doing that type of situation or doing those, under it's, those types of circumstances, that's the type of road that that could lead down, then, you know. Sometimes that's how I feel. Um, yeah. I know that people are going to be like, no, that's not right, whatever, but just let me be, I, let me be in my, in my truth and how I, I was feeling, you know. Certain people are not at a level to let you feel us feel a certain way. They want you to feel how they want you the how they feel. So, I mean, for me, that's how I felt. I feel like you played a part. You could have been doing something different. You could have been in a better position. So this may not have happened to you. Not saying that it could not have happened if she was, you know, a teacher. Or, yeah. you know, something. But I felt, that's how I felt. And, you know, um, I was just angry that she was gone. I was right. just angry. Like, why? Like, why did you do this? Like, yeah. she did it to herself or something. And I, I know she did. She didn't. But that's how I was feeling. You can have that. You don't have to explain that feeling. That's what you yeah. felt at that time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's 
that was my feeling. And I had to actually learn to, and I'm still, I think when you really care about people, um, maybe grieving is going to take your whole life lifetime. It could possibly do that depending on, I mean, people heal differently. Yeah. And, and I think that's something me and you have discussed before where, you know, uh, I, I, I do personally feel like this is a, these moments of discovery that you've been having as of late are part of you still getting in tune with that grieving process. Uh, and me being out of that for so long has made me, you know, yeah. realize that. So, yeah, yeah, um, you're right. But you are allowed to 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 feel those ways, yeah. though. You are absolutely allowed, uh, absolutely allowed to feel the, uh, those ways because independent of everybody experiencing that death you had experienced your own in that manner that yeah. is your your mother you know so and you had your own personal relationship and experiences with her so uh it makes sense to feel that way and uh if looked other wise um understand that grief is subjective yeah for everybody um so. you know sometimes you're like well i feel like i'm the only one that feels this way you're not alone Right, but you know, when mm. you're in that moment, yeah. when you're in the thick of it, Correct. and all everybody has to say are great things, and they always want to have these great memories of her, and I think at that time, I just, I never said it, but I wanted to be like, can we just not bring her up, because it's not going to bring her back. I don't want to hear her name, I don't, mm -hmm. because it's not going to do anything. Mm. And again, I did not notice that was anger, I just thought it was just me trying to grieve while trying to look out for my siblings because when you grow up always in your head about um take care of your siblings and all that you take a back seat your grieving takes a back seat to everybody else's everyone else is allowed to grieve in their way whether it's big or small and you have to silently grieve and that's what I felt like I had to do silently grieve um and take longer put it on a back burner for like years come back to it randomly you know that was what was going on and again everybody had like you know sometimes and i don't know if anybody's out there who lost a parent or someone that was close to them um if you are ever been have you if you ever been angry and then you hear all these people are like always seeming like it's like she was the best she did this she did that and it's like that i don't feel the same and i'm i'm upset and all I wanted to do was, I don't know if anybody's seen Dr. Sleep, but it was like I wanted to put all of the memories of her in a box in my head, lock it up, and I don't have to think about it. And I did that. I compartmentalized a lot of stuff. So when people bring up certain things, it's crazy. People will bring up certain things about like growing up in like teenage years or preteen, and I'm like, I don't remember that. Oh, man, I don't remember that. Because I learned to put everything that has to do with her in a box, lock that shit up, and... Your brain does that yeah. to keep you from experiencing trauma in most cases. That's yeah. what, in, in certain cases for soldiers with PTSD, they'll remember in certain things, but then certain actual crucial aspects they don't. Yeah. Because your brain wants to black out that type of trauma, because you shouldn't, like, you know, you want don't want to deal with that. Yeah, it was really it not wanting to deal. Let's just a move on. a different on. type of scarring. Yeah, it was a really a lot of like, let's just move on. Let's not talk about it. Why do you guys want to do this? Why yeah. do you want to hurt? Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Right. But I let everyone do that because I knew that that's how they're grieving. And let me let them grieve. But mm -hmm. for me, it was like, 
I didn't have time to grieve. I had to process not really feeling like I had anybody or a support system, uh, but I have to kind of feel like I'm looking over my siblings in a sense. Um, so the grieving process is still an ongoing thing, still ongoing. Um, but yeah, I did not know it was really anger until just really recently in the last probably five, six years um, that it was anger and resentment for her. She was a great mother. Um, she was funny. She was just, she could be your road dog. But, I mean, when you're a teenager, you always going to have problems with your parents and stuff like that. And I wanted her to do different things. I wanted her to spend more time with us. And with her um, dying, it was like, there was another thing you did not do for me. <laughs> it was like, yeah. there's another thing you didn't do. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was anger, part of that. Set the five to seven st- steps of grief yeah. was anger for a long time. Um, People heal differently. It'll take different types of uh, different amounts of times, different periods of time. Yeah, for for different types of people, in a lot of different ways. Yeah, and I catch myself grieving or just spontaneously thinking about her yeah. because, like that box, she never wants to stay locked in for a long time. It, I can, she can stay locked in my brain for so a long period of time, and then she just pops out of nowhere. It's because your brain yeah. doesn't like questions and doesn't like things it can't figure out and understand. Right. And when you lock something up, uh, when you lock something up or like and put it away for so long, it'll make its way back up for you to actually deal with. So then, when that situation happens again, you know. Uh, I go in a fucking car wreck, you can deal with it in the same way or in a better way, shape, or form. It's a way of healing. It's a way to get past the anger and the grief in that way. Mm-hmm. I learned that when I had to deal with my anger stuff and anger management back when I was a teenager, when I had to do that, yeah. when I tried to flip the table and <laughs> it was bolted to the ground like a fucking idiot. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. like, are you done yet? Are, are you done? <laughs> Are you not flipping the table because it's not flipping? Yeah, yeah. You were trying yeah. to flex it's, them little it's, muscles. It's an exercise I ended up learning after a while. So, you know, you end up dealing with um, issues that way. Later on, they'll pop up randomly in your head, and you have to deal with those things. I think um, being emotionally intellectual yes. is not a thing in my family. Uh, <laughs> it I, is. You're, you've been learning with me, and I, I can say now you are passing with flying colors in so many different ways. Oh man! And comparatively, you know, you 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 said it, I didn't. I'll say that. Well, I'm just saying, yeah. It's just like you know, we never were taught how to really show our emotions and stuff yeah. like that. And the only time I got that was my mom. Mm-hmm. So then, like, you get all your your teenagers where you don't really have that. So it's like, okay. I'm learning how to see you cry and just be a sociopath. Right. <laughs> be like, ah, why are you crying? Why? Yeah. What? What? Yeah. So it with dealing with a death, especially a mother, my mm-hmm. mom dying, not really having anyone to guide me emotionally. Yeah. Um, you turn into like a stone person sometimes, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and. When people bring up, because you know, you have people sometimes wanting to relate to you and they bring up like, hey, my mom died or hey, my father died, you know, and they're trying to bond with you. For me, with before dealing with my emotions and still trying to open the gates to grieving fully, 
I thought that no one could. We're not the same. Yeah. So when people would try to relate to me on that kind of like, oh, my mom died too. Or my dad died. My uncle died. He was really close to me. And it wasn't like, you know, some people, a lot of people who came to me trying to connect in that way was like, oh, my, you know, father died of cancer. Or my mom did death with you. Yeah. And it turned me in my head. It was like, we're not the same because what I was thinking was like, you got to have her for a long time or you got to say what you needed to because you knew she was getting sick. It was like she was ripped out of, away from me and we're not the same. And it was like a jealousy thing. Yeah. And you know? I ended up, I guess, um, understanding more when you um, really brought that to my attention. Yeah. That's when actually kind of where the grief talk kind of started where you started like, hey, is this... Is this wrong? Yeah. <laughs> like, am I being broken? such an asshole? Because I don't care. Not say care. But it was like, <laughs> we're not the same. You cannot even compare to what I've been through like that. Yeah. You know, and it's not, it's not, it's not a race. It's not like. Yeah. And I was like, no, death is death. That all parent, sucks, babe. Whose parent got killed first? Yeah. And I was like, no, that doesn't matter. It's, it definitely, right. it's the, no, the death at the end of the tunnel is just terrible, babe. So oh, let's, okay. let's focus on that part. Portion One of the really great now. things that came out of this is my dark humor. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> you're, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? You are, you are definitely funny. There's some, there's a line that sometimes can't be towed, but with you, when it comes to certain dark jokes, you, I can make something and you know you'll get it and I'll be the first to you'll be the first to like really give me a face and I'm like oh I got it with that one oh yeah. my goodness I do appreciate you know it takes some a bit of brokenness for a real good sense of humor and you know what you got a good sense of humor I think everybody in life has had something happen so you can actually <laughs> like learn to deal with absolutely things mm-hmm. um but it's like I'm still learning I I'm and have the word thought to be like no it's not right to be angry. Yeah. You have to grieve. Yeah. You sometimes have to put yourself first so that you don't, people closer to you, you don't lash out at them. Yeah. And you're not, yeah, you're not angry. You're not an angry person. A chip on your shoulder and then you start to project it because anger will always be projected. Yeah. Anger, you kiss, that type of energy you don't want to keep in. You get sick. It starts mm. to drive you crazy, either mentally, physically, or, or you know whatever. And so you then project the anger out onto something or someone. Yeah, and that usually happens with family. I think too, like losing my mom young, it yeah. was like um, being the strong, being the strong person uh-huh. was a a thing for me. So when I see people getting really dramatic, it it still pisses me off. Or people are like. All this and I'm, you know, all this happened or this. I'm like, there are worse things in the fucking world, Sally. You know, it goes. It just makes you revert back to that time. Like, people have died. Yeah. So who's never died before? Yeah. So fuck you, Carrie. <laughs> okay. People right. have died who never died before. <laughs> so I don't give a fuck about you losing your keys. You know. that always I think has always irked me and I don't know if that comes from losing my mom or it's just like I have I don't have a a high tolerance for dramatic people and you giving me your sob story because I was like it can't compare but I had to learn how to be empathetic and be like no no like you said death is death yeah and you should step into the shoes like 
That's Absolutely. the best way to to understand someone. Even if you don't agree, you can still step in and go, eh, I see your point, but eh, or whatever. But like you, for you to be empathetic and learn like, oh no, that's what I was doing differently. Yeah, I was like the emo girl without the emo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you gotta have the emo to be the emo. Yeah, girl. I was like the emo without the emo. And when I say without the emo, I mean, I guess without the clothes and the hair, oh, the, the hair around my eyes and stuff, no, yeah, <laughs> right? You know, seconds with the, of Mars kind of hair. Yeah, cut, like, fuck. you know how we were back in, like, the early 2000s. <laughs> how, like, you know, people were dressing like, wasn't it Avril Lavigne? Is that how you say it? Jesus. What was that scary girl? You know, scared, scared her, huh? Yeah, like, yeah, scared a boy chick. Yeah, if you wasn't just like that bitch, like... <laughs> And angry at your parents. Oh, I was angsty. If you weren't angsty and angsty, angsty teen, <laughs> <laughs> so I was. I definitely was. I I feel like um, I was like depressed a little bit, not for a long time. I think mm. uh, good six months, maybe. I felt like yeah, it's the shittiest birthday I ever had. Sixteenth birthday, mm. shittiest. Oh, that sucks because sixteenth yeah. supposed to mean something. My dad did an amazing job with like gifts and stuff. My dad was always amazing with gifts. He always would make you a homemade cake, but it was different out of year, of course. And right. I felt so lonely, so lonely. And you would think you can never feel lonely with four at that time four other brothers and sisters and a big family. But yeah. I never felt that alone in my life. That's crazy. Yeah. So. Huh. Well, man. That is my grieving. I mean, story. Well, you're you're still. I I mean. Like I said, I think you're still going through. Oh yeah, absolutely. With, with a lot of that, but I mean, with you, it, with you even being as vulnerable as you had been on this just now, uh, I would have to absolutely say that uh, that you're still taking those steps, and it's in the best, in the most positive manners, absolutely, because you've made some significant changes, and you even look at things from a different perspective. Like you'll take the time to actually, like, oh, is there another side to this? Like oh okay oh yeah. I can I actually uh, like f- understand what you're feeling right now and like you know you're not ashamed of that like being ashamed and not validating your own emotions you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. and like it's not a sign of weakness you know what I mean it's not a sign of you not being strong I or... definitely feel like Terminator like Arnold Schwarzenegger on Terminator I used to call, to... I used to call you as bulletproof yeah I meant that it. shit yeah I used it, to call you bulletproof because people would cry and. I am not your comfort. I'm still not that girl, but yeah, like crying in front of me, especially when it wasn't something to me I thought was major. Because again, yeah. I lost a mother, so what you have going on is not as bad as what <laughs> I've had. You know, it was like that. But seeing people crying for me is so awkward for me. I'm like, I'm like Wednesday Adams. I mean, yeah, you are still at that point in certain to a certain I'm like, degree. Oh my god, I don't but know what to do. Even at the end of the show, spoiler alert: she hugs somebody. Uh, you're you're getting there. I what? <laughs> she hugs at the end. Oh yeah, for the show. I thought you were talking about me. I'm like, who have I hugged? Well, me? I would be the person you would. <laughs> Jesus, catch up, keep up, come on. These no, are bars. But <laughs> um, I'm still learning. It's a learning process. Again, it's like kind of self teaching, and and also you helping me because you definitely have come from an emotional background. Yeah. Versus you know being a T9 I was a lot more expressive, it, and we were allowed to be technically a little more expressive in my yeah. household. So, um, with if you if you want me to, uh, with my experience, yeah, go ahead. Um, 
mine was early, so you were a teenager and I was a a, a kid, a yeah. kid, kid, kid. Uh, at the age of six, my, the the most um, significant, I guess I say, uh, death in the family was my grandmother. Mm. And me and my grandmother were so close that I believe that my mom was my sister and my grandma was my mom. So when like she like like died, that was like a huge hit. Right. Like the con- like having to understand the concept of, of death as as a six year old, you know. Um, I particularly remember sitting in, like, during her funeral, sitting in a pew in the left side of the uh, of the funeral home by myself. No one sat with me at all, and everybody else was like over to my left or over to my right, excuse me. And it was a shit ton of people there, but my mom and my uncles were just absolutely insane like losing their minds crazy crazy craziness uh my mom like had a whole mental breakdown type shit like she had to go get like ct scans cat scans mris she had to go to different types of she made herself physically sick for for almost a good like year year and a half where i had to take care of myself as like a six-year-old like i was making food and doing all that shit for like for myself like a... she was a she was a like she was completely out of it like she I, it was literally living like an, an absolute insane person oh man yeah and i had to take care i had to take care of my mom at six so so then i didn't get the chance to grieve because it was like oh focus on mom right and i'm the man of the house because it was only me and my mom at that point in time anyway so i have to make sure mom is okay so as like a six-year-old i'm taking care of my mom I'm taking care of myself not giving myself time to grieve and that later in turn, turned into, like, anger because not only did I lose my grandma, but, I, like, I lost my mom. That's what I was going to ask was a resentment. Yeah. Because like, I'm six yeah. and you're an adult. And then it wasn't resentment towards her. To It, it was still somewhat there, but it wasn't all towards her. It, it shook my faith. I grew up in the church. Yeah. So that shook my faith entirely. Because, you know, my mo- my grandma was a great great beautiful individual and i could tell that as i grew up later because of how many like i said there were so many people at her funeral mm. there were thousands of people at her funeral like it was one of those like ones where they could have had a, like a whole procession and like 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 she knew so many people people flew from everywhere to come see and pay respects and all this it was craziness so like i had like why would you take that away from earth people we need that here right now right. You know, and she suffered because she had scleroderma, or derma, excuse me, scleroderma, and it's a hardening of your uh, skin. It's like a cancer. It's a rare, think, form of it, but it's a hardening of your skin. Your skin essentially blackens and turns into cement. My, my grandmother was, like, almost literally like a white lady, uh, and by the time they, uh, they had her at the hospital, they had to cut off her fingertips. Her, she was in dialysis because she couldn't filter anymore because her organ basically had become stone uh and then her skin was completely black so she was like slowly turning like a statue like scaly black like yeah it's a really bad disease and um you know like why would you let her suffer you know why would you take her away so that shook my faith i lost faith in god at like six seven years old there was like and uh, i didn't have a word for it Okay. Didn't know the word for it completely at that time because I couldn't really think of the word for it, but I knew it was atheism. Like I was completely like, yeah, there is not. 
Because there's no way you do this to, to, to like, why? You know? Yeah. It was shut down completely. I don't want to hear it. And that rage, that became into more of a religious rage, which, you know, I was like the asshole teenager who would challenge you. Fuck you I, I threw, I've thrown a, a Bible at a bunch of people before on bikes in white t-shirts and ties. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm not, I was crazy. not, the, I was angry and I was not the greatest of You're human like, beings back throwing then. Throwing Bible like, fuck I, you, Mormons. <laughs> and it wasn't my Bible. My brother, my older brother, uh, Slim, it was his, and he actually was going to church, like, in, oh like, all that, and God. I just You're threw so his mean. shit, bing, kid fell off the bike hard, too, like, it was, it was, like, I wasn't the greatest, it turned into a lot of that, and then it was resentment for my mom, and a lot more of my family, and it took me a lot of anger, like, recognizing where my anger came from, and understanding how my anger could be used more or less as a passion for other things, and that turned me into a different direction, um, um, especially in the therapy, it took me up until maybe about sixteen, seventeen, to really start to fully understand what my anger was, where it stemmed from, why, and how to deal with it. So you kind of would attribute that to therapy, yeah, and because it was the therapy that actually, because I was just out here wilding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we went to like a scared straight program, like it was. You are badass, <laughs> yeah, I was. I'm not. The, I was not the nice like. Emotionally intelligent, like genuine, like I will listen to you. Yeah, I'm not. I was not him at all. Completely different. I think if Angry. people know you, they're like, "Greg is so easygoing." I didn't have time to grieve. I, I and then the, the the moment that I did was at like seven or eight years old. It was like a year, mm. and then at one moment, I just it all hit me at one point. Like, oh no, my mama <laughs> is dead. Yeah, and then I just shattered. And then from there, it was. Uh, you never do. You never rebuild. You never actually get rid of it. And uh, I forgot who I said, um, or who who said this, but it was something. It was some bishop. Uh, you said Bishop maybe, T D Jakes or somebody like that. Him. Maybe it was him. But my mom watches him. It's the only reason why I remember it. But um, he was saying he said something around the lines, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing here. But like when people die, it's like a, a scar. Like it, it's not supposed to heal. All the way, one hundred percent correctly. You know what I mean? You're, yeah. Like that's not that same skin. That's not that same layer. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That scab is now healed up, and that scar that you can still see and know, and you look at. You know, it's still going to be there. It's a reminder. You know, you losing your mom, but you dealing with her with it, and pat, and it actually like passing through your mind from time to time, and you know, yeah, even moments where you could question your own motherhood because of it, or even when like in moments where I do think about my grandma i'm like i don't know if she would be proud of this moment in my life where i was doing this or this moment yeah. in my life when i was doing this because you know there's deeper shit than that um you know it it really all just just depends on how you 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 heal you can pick at it and that scar will get infected they'll get worse you know what i mean and those are the ones who don't let it go and lose their mind like my mom yeah it's you know rough i, mean? I it's think rough. The, the first that's what made me compartmentalize because to have to go through that and have to live like she's not here, she's not here. Because yeah. that's what I think that was in my mind. Like, are like she's not here. Like, shit, she's not gonna be here tomorrow. She's not yeah. gonna be here the next day. Yeah. And if you sit in that, you can probably go crazy. You go, yeah. If you sit so, in that, you can definitely go crazy. Therapy, um, doing what I did is not probably good. The compartmentalizing, I just didn't. Want, I just wanted you to, to erase it. You needed to have the moment to express and get it out. Yeah. 
you needed to have the moment to express and get it out. Because if you once you got the chance, once you get the chance to actually talk about the thing and get it out and have somebody understand you and your feelings, because having yeah. someone help, you, having someone understand how you feel helps you understand and validate yourself. I think when you're kind of used to so much judgment. Oh yeah, that's a that's know, a big thing. Um, you don't want to open your mouth. If, um, I told you I could never, will never judge you. And no, uh, I know it's yeah. just that you know you can be used to a certain level of judgment, and mm-hmm. if you're not part of the masses, right, you're gonna be you're gonna get side eyed. But the masses are always wrong. The masses yeah. are always fucking wrong. You know, because you know people <laughs> think that their 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 way of thinking is the best way of thinking, and what you could be feeling, yeah, could be wrong. So yeah. I just kind of kept that to myself. Um. I'm definitely not mad at my mom anymore, but it was like a you did. It was like you did this to me on purpose. You left on you know. That's how I felt. <laughs> like, why did you do this? Yeah, and, you yeah. Know, and it's none. It wasn't her fault or anything. But in a 15 year old, 16 year old's mind, it's like you know, you found another way to disappoint me. Yeah. Um. But that's why I'm growing and learning and. Making sure that I'm emotionally available for the kids. That's the biggest thing. Yeah, I, I feel you like you're when... you're breaking some uh, some semblance of a stoic generational curse in your family, which is good for you because yeah. uh, I don't want I, I wouldn't want my son, who is an emo- an absolute emotional being, oh to be with someone who is a rock hard Terminator. It would break him because yeah. he couldn't be able to. He would not be able to connect. So to teach. Also, what to look for, in, 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 yeah. you know, in a certain way, to a certain degree, and be that kind of emotional woman for him, so he can come to you with things about women and understand yeah. more. And you know, there's a lot in that 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 from this one semblance of growth, but that one instance of terrible grief and hurt and pain can bloom something beautiful if you focus on that end of right. it. Right. I think also when you have a group of people grieving, try not to be selfish. Yeah. Because everybody needs to grieve. You everybody can't just needs be to be like, what about me? I've heard that. What yeah. about me? What about everybody? Though? What about everybody? You but know, that was everybody. but that was technically what what that was, that jealousy part. That was like, no, my death was better. Yeah. Yeah. Was, <laughs> you know? It, oh, so man. it is that. So, you know, it's it is looking at it at that side like, hey, look guys, look, everybody is hurting. You ever heard? Because if anybody is in this room not hurting, you can get the fuck out. Because now you're, you're the one who's the problem, right? But like everybody else here, we're hurting. All right, now let's bend together and heal. Yeah, what do we have to do? Therapy? Therapy. We talk about these moments. Talk about hey, it. she fucked up here, but also she did this and this. She was amazing. Exactly. You, know, you can give the equal side of things. I say this, like, um, I know one day my mom will pass. Mm-hmm. 100%. I know it. I understand that. You know, I've had, I have a friend, I've had friends who lost their mothers, and um, uh, it doesn't get any easier. It, it gets easier, but you don't, you know, it never goes away, is yeah, what I hear. I can say that. But what I will say is that, you know, my mom has fucked up on many occasions, but she has been a saint, and I wouldn't be the man I am if it wasn't for the, her understanding, uh, the understanding of her love. Yeah. So, you know, I can, out, at those negatives, and anybody can outweigh. I mean, can can be outweighed by those positives. You know what I mean. Yeah. So, but give the equal side. Everybody is fallible. Every human is fallible. Allow the person to grieve in their own way, where you can understand that where your anger comes from. Yeah. It be okay, but then also recognize that, like you know, your mom fucking loved uh, 
who was it? Uh, I forgot what rapper. But, you know, West Coast MCs. I knew they were West Coast MCs, yeah. but she loves West Coast MCs. So anytime you listen to it, you could get a good feel instead of anything yeah. negative that comes that way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, instead of blocking it out, I'm like, blocking embrace it out. the Embrace the that shit, yeah. And I think it's just like, well, it, it would, I knew it would hurt too much and it's the wrong time to grieve. Exactly. That's what it was. Yeah. Um, but I'm, every day, every day I am opening up more. Which is I'm, good, yeah. You, you never really get over it, so you're always going to be dealing with the grief. Absolutely. Um, and I'm learning that it doesn't matter what how old you are. You can lose your parent at 13. You can lose your parent at 33. You know, it's still going to hurt. Yeah, always. The same. It's still it's still smart. And I didn't get that, you know, because I was like, you're oh you're you're lucky, you yeah. know, like oh you lost and, your parent when you're, and it, and, you know. and I don't think that's not I don't think that's unfair to look at that as either because you had more time. Because time is fucking precious. Like, I can yeah. give a fuck about a billion dollars. If I can get a billion extra hours on Earth, that'll be dope right. as shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, you know, you're, it's fair to, to look at it as that, but then also recognize in that, that like, but that time is gone now, so that still sucks. Yeah. You know what I mean? I just say keep the memory going. Yeah. Uh, try to keep more positive and negatives because I was definitely um, – didn't notice I was focused on more of the negatives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and don't stop living because man, let me people tell will you. stop doing holidays. They don't want to think about their their birthdays. They don't want to do anything. And they that's would, what, your loved ones wouldn't want that. That's that's honestly how I have been. Oh, okay. Okay, so let's let's you know give a little bit of that because my mom honestly had never recovered for a while when it came to my like my 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 um grandma passing okay. and then uh, ultimately uh more recently um uh, my grandfather passed too yeah. I mean, this was a couple of years ago um and uh that you know hurt her too deaths can usually they can either be a glue or a absolute earthquake which will fracture something you know right. it's one or the other there's never an in between uh, at least from my personal experience. Um, and this, again, was one of those ones that was a fracture just as much as my grandma was. And, you know, it makes, it makes my mother not necessarily want to celebrate the holidays, not want to necessarily think about these other things. Or, you know, she'll give birthday presents and presents and things super early before, like, and that'll, you know, fuck up all types of scheduling for shit. But, like, I... Ultimately, she was like that early on because of, you know, just bullshit in life and losing people and, you know, other lesser deaths like me and you have discussed before. You know what I mean? Where, like, that type of stuff, you let that type of shit get to you. The the mourning, the grief gets to you and it affects so much where, like, I didn't give a fuck about my birthday. You remember that? When I told you that, I was like, it's just a fucking day. I care about your birthday. I was like, it's a day. I love my birthday. What do you mean? It was a day I, I braced my presence to all you people. Yeah, yeah. You were I graced. Yeah, <laughs> I graced. I graced. But, but like, yeah, I was like, and you called me crazy. Like, and you know, it's like that's like an insane notion to be like, I don't give a fuck about these days. Or ho- most holidays, I was just like, yeah, I get it for like the kids or whatever. But like, I could give a fuck less. I'd rather work. I've always said that. I'd rather work. Well, that's where it comes back to not being selfish because your kids are watching too how you grieve big time. So Big time. when you start saying fuck it to everything, yeah, well, no more Christmas, no more this, man. I don't even want to think about it. Then their kids are gonna like you have. You didn't care about your birthday. Not it's at gonna all. start being the thing, and I don't want to take that from. 
I didn't. I would never want to take that from my family. Yeah, and now you know I can't wait for my birthday because I get to hang out with y'all. We get to do some shit. You know, yeah. and it's fun. But you know, it, it has been a significant change. I mean, you know, and the it, it you can never really put a time on the on how long the grieving process really like truly is. You know what I'm saying? You can't put a time on it. But like ultimately, if recognizing you're in it. And then understanding those st- the steps to take, or you know, expressing yourself in a way that can get you to move forward through those steps, man. You know, it, it, no matter how many num- you know numbers or whatever this lady puts in it, because it went from five to seven, right? And I think I can get rid of the testing one or whatever the one that's in it, right? But that hope at the end, yeah, I can, I can, I can understand shock. I can absolutely understand shock. But that hope at the end, I think that's the the, the biggest thing to look for. Uh, I said that like this conversation with you about grieving and how you are going to be a little more vulnerable and express yourself about like your your mother um, uh, publicly like this is a big and important move because there aren't many individuals in your family that are uh, in you know that are. Uh, able to do that type of stuff and feel safe you get a little scared you know because you're like what are people going to think and And that takes bravery because that the scare that scary feeling you feel is that fight or flight and you are choosing to fight instead of the fight you used to do and i really respect that i really respect that and i appreciate that about you and i think this is a very important conversation that you uh have brought to the table honestly well, I try to do my best. Okay, I'm trying to give you something every week. But no, when you really... I know there's people who say, I don't give a fuck about people's opinions. But in all reality, there are people that you care about. Yeah. That you care about what they think. Uh, oh, yeah. So yeah. I have a handful of people I really respect what they have to say. I respect who they are. Yeah. I appreciate the love that they have for me. Yeah. I would do anything for these people. And yeah. You know, sometimes every no everybody's on the same level as you when it comes to processing death and things like that. Uh huh. And everybody grieves, everybody mourns in their own way. Right. And I'm I will never take away how people feel, mm-hmm. whether it's negative about that person or positive. I'm not going to take that away. And I just was like, oh, I hope they don't take that away from me either. Mm-hmm. I was angry. I'm not anymore, and um, every day is a work in progress. It's that hope, talk about hope, it's yeah. that hope of seeing her again. I, I You know what, I, I like that, and yeah. you know what, I can uh, I can respect that. I think I think it's the hope um, on the end of it that builds a better person. Yeah. And it build, builds a better spirit because you can, you're able to deal with, even lesser deaths in an easier manner and you learn to accept things in life that you cannot control in right. so much more of an easier manner it helps you grow easier death is the greatest le- like like lesson plan to be honest with you because it are, it's no answer at the end for us to understand right now because we can't get there the only ones who know are the ones who have been past that you know what i'm saying yeah. so at the end of it all that ambiguity helps us just want to be better people, I feel like. What would you want people to do 
if it were you on the end that was gone for your kids for uh, your friends, celebrate family. and just laugh and you know I'm, I mean make really terrible dark jokes because this is exactly what I would do <laughs> oh, God, right? I, yeah dude you know look uh, I've gone on record dead three times seven minutes 36 seconds of my lifetime because of asthma and pneumonia okay yeah. so this here is just a blinking of a fucking eye and how long have we been on this fucking rock or this rock has existed so let's have a good fucking time be nice have a good time and when we when i go throw on a bunch of red because that's my favorite fucking color Ooh, I play, a, do that. play a shit ton of video games eat a shit ton of pizza smoke a dump truck full of weed and uh you know put them in the, in the sky for me that's it can you settle for pink? Because I don't fucking... I don't I'll settle it. for pink for my queen. Okay. And you know who the queen is, and it better be me. But I have no chicken head song about... Oh, he was talking about me. Because <laughs> I dump your ashes down the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well, we're going to wrap up. <laughs> I'm just saying. I think for me, it will be just like, same. same Yeah. Like, uh, don't Become angry because I wouldn't want that for anybody. Yeah. Anybody who really loves me, don't become angry. Yeah. Have a good time. Joke because everybody know me. Who knows me know we like to joke. Yeah, you're a goofball. <coughs> you are an absolute goofball. And wear pink because that's my color. And just have a good time. Um, I mean, remember me. Anything that you know of me or we've done together, anything that has happened... Just remember me in that way. Um, I think you're a character that uh, could be forgotten anyway, babe. <laughs> oh, that's the sweetest thing you ever said to me. <laughs> yeah, right. All right, um, well. you have any last, any last words about grief? Uh, if you're grieving, no, you're not alone. No, it's okay to feel that way. Know that you're not wrong. And it's okay to express yourself. In a constructive manner, um, and do it constructively, so you and you, the ones around you who could also possibly be affected, can grow and heal together. All right, Oprah, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> you know what? I've had to do a lot of introspection in my life, so that's what it is. You are my Doctor Phil. You're welcome. Whether I want it to be or not. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. You need this. Oh. <laughs> Oh, all right. Well, um, if there's anybody who, again, has lost anyone, I know maybe from this episode I could have either sounded pretty shitty to you, so you like I've <laughs> never talked to you about it, <laughs> or I hope that we related on some kind of level. Yeah. Um, remember, you guys, we drop our new episodes every Friday. Look out for that. You should have notifications by now. You guys should be subscribed, be okay? I think you guys are subscribed. Yeah, you Okay, because we're almost hitting numbers. 500. Yeah, 500. Okay, stop playing. Almost, bro. That's kind of crazy. I know y'all listening. It's kind of crazy. What's good? What's good was hood. Um, but I do want to thank you guys so much for listening. Yeah. Your support means everything to us. Thank yeah. you so much. And we will talk to you next week. Bye. Yeah.